Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Yeah, Cam Moon, Cody Jansen, Derek Scott, bringing you Oilers now. 12.33 in Edmonton as we are waiting for Frank Saravalli. Daily face-offs, Frank Saravalli. We haven't connected with him quite yet, but we will get there. And I, before we went to, to the break, I did ask the text line about uh, which Canadian NHL teams will make the playoffs. So... We will keep those coming in. It looks like we do have Frank. We've got Frank. All right. Frank, you got Cam Moon. You got Cody Jansen. Good to have you on. Good to connect with you here in the summertime. How's the summer been treating you so far? Uh, it's been good. Uh, solid two weeks now since uh, free agency ended. And, uh, well, I guess began is more so the proper term. And, yeah, kind of recharging my batteries, getting ready to go for next season already. Love it. Daily Faceoffs, Frank Saravalli. It's brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Now you can catch live standard bread racing every Sunday afternoon at track on two. That's in Lacombe, post time at 2.15. Edmonton Oilers have a couple of uh, RFAs that need to be signed. And a lot of fans are, are waiting to for that to come down with Evan Bouchard and uh, Ryan McLeod. Ryan McLeod has uh, arbitration rights, so they want to get that done before it goes to arbitration. Are you hearing anything at all on those two fronts? No, I think it's been a little bit of a game of poker here for Ryan McLeod and his camp with the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, they have the weight or the hammer of being able to go to that arbitration hearing. Um, I think from their perspective, and certainly wouldn't want to speak for them, but the sense I got was that Maybe they felt like they were squeezed a little bit last season um, and obviously not being at the top of the pay scale. You know, this is an important year as these guys get older to really begin to cash in a little bit on career earnings. So while keeping the team cap structure in mind and wanting to play for um, a winning contending team like the Oilers are, it's certainly important, but at the same time need to flex those muscles when you have them and have a bit of leverage. So uh, that's the spot that he's in. And unfortunately for Evan Bouchard, who hits RFA time without arbitration rights, 
Um, he's in a bit of a holding pattern waiting for this McLeod situation to get worked out. And once that does, then the Oilers can then turn around. And it's not more or less whatever is left over goes to Evan Bouchard, but they can't really nail down the Evan Bouchard contract until they know exactly what they're paying Ryan McLeod. So that's kind of the spot that they're in right now. Does the fact that uh, Keandre Miller and, and Bowen Byram recently signed uh, RFA deals at the 3.8 range, uh, does that come into play at all for Bouchard? It does. Uh, it certainly sets the table and you know the parameters of what that next contract looks like. I think both of those two contracts end up looking really favorable for for Bouchard I kind of see him being a a slight notch ahead of both of those guys so I I would peg him right in the sort of two years four million dollars per year range Uh, so just slightly edging out K. Andre Miller and uh, Bowen Byram certainly when you look at Byram and the career games played and the two 40-point seasons that Bouchard has under his belt at this point and a number that's probably going to explode next year as he gets more and more power play time with this vaunted Oilers power play that um, he's going to really be in a prime position to cash in, especially when the cap goes up. Um, But those two contracts for sure have helped set the market. Unfortunately for the Oilers, like I think they would have much preferred to have him closer to three, five or three, seven, five. And I'm sure a listener hearing that is like, okay, what's really the difference? But when you're in the cap situation that the Oilers are and quite literally every penny counts, an extra 250 here or 100,000 there extrapolated over the course of the entire 190-day season, that actually becomes uh, an additional roster player that you can add at the deadline or, or converts into significant cap savings. So every penny counts and uh, the Oilers are certainly trying to make sure that there's no room left over. Um, you know, when you get this jigsaw puzzle put together, or at least you can get it as close as you can uh, to really maximize some of those savings. Daily Faceoffs, Frank Saravalli is our guest. Uh, Frank, looking at the remaining free agents uh, and, and looking near the top of the list, uh, some very interesting names, some very good players in Vladimir Tarasenko, Matt Dumba. You know, is Jonathan Taves going to play? And are, are you hearing anything as far as uh, those players near the top of the list if they're finding a spot soon? No, it's been oddly quiet on the Tarasenko front, especially obviously the agent change. I think it was 10 days or two weeks ago now. It feels like it's been a while since that happened. And I expected that to sort of get resolved in in relatively short order. But here's the thing that Vladimir Tarasenko and now Tony D'Angelo, a late buyout from the Flyers, uh, you know, what these guys are beginning to run into is players that have established themselves at a certain threshold or level in the league are are running out of available cap space to sign. Like, I'm sure from the Tony D'Angelo perspective, he would have much preferred to get bought out in the first window prior to July 1st so that he could at least have his pick of potential teams to go to. And now the market is really kind of somewhat limited 
And even, you know, if you were to consider Tarasenko in a place like, for instance, Ottawa, where he's been linked to, there's still only a certain number of dollars to go around that if you look at the entire league cap perspective, Cam, what you're looking at is 96 or 97% of the cap having already been spent and accounted for. It doesn't really leave a lot of room left over. Now with Taves, I think a lot of people are curious to see what that situation looks like. Does he want to play? I saw that he had signed up to play in a charity game. Uh, overseas with Marion Hosa in August. Maybe that was perhaps a hint that he is someone that could be gearing up. Although if you look at the roster for that uh, Marion Hosa farewell game, what you're looking at is a bunch of guys, Patrick Sharp and some others that have already retired. So I don't know, can't say for sure. All I know is that with Taves and certainly Patrick Kane, both those guys represented by the same agent and Pat Brisson from CAA Sports, not in any rush. Both guys have put... 125 million bucks in the bank. They've won three Stanley Cups. They've got all of the individual hardware and accolades. Their trophy case is full. When it comes to Taves and it comes to Kane, you know, they can be a little bit picky and choosy, and it's not about money. It's about fit and chance to win. And if you're Kane coming off of a massive hip surgery like the resurfacing deal that he had done uh, a few weeks ago, and has already shown remarkable progress if you followed him on Instagram, you know, wait until November, see how the season begins to shake out, and then sign somewhere for one year, a million bucks, and go chase a fourth Stanley Cup. Frank, is Kyle Dubas going to pull off this Eric Carlson trade or what? I don't think so. I don't think anyone's pulling off the Eric Carlson trade. And I think the big reason for that is, I have no indication yet that the Sharks have relinquished uh, or or gone back on what they're looking for from Eric Carlson. They, they're looking for a haul. They're looking for multiple picks, top prospects, things like that. And I don't think they're properly taking into account, at least from uh, the discussions that have been relayed to me between the Sharks and teams, that they're properly accounting for what – the opportunity is on their end to get off of the Carlson contract with multiple years remaining as the highest paid defenseman in the league at 11.5 million. Yes, they would be retaining some portion of that. But my understanding is the teams that have lined up and have made their pitch to San Jose and to Carlson directly, as he's now been able to engage with teams is Essentially, it's more or less like we'll give you something, but it's closer to we'll take him off your hands for free than it is we're going to give you a big haul. And that hasn't really produced any traction, at least to my understanding and knowledge. And both the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Carolina Hurricanes, I think to a lesser extent the Seattle Kraken, all of those teams are kind of just like – okay, well, call us when you, you know, really want to talk. And until then, they're essentially calling the Sharks bluff, saying, are you really willing to go into next season with Carlson? You know, yes, he's coming off of a 100-point year, but what happens if he doesn't have a 100-point year and he's back to being in the 60s like the rest of the mere mortal uh, defenseman. What happens if he sustains another injury? You're stuck with this guy and he, you're never going to get anything for him and you're not going to get him off your books. So it's a, it's a game of, of poker. Um, 
and everyone's just kind of sitting and waiting at this point. I don't think in a real rush to get anything done. How about the Winnipeg Jets? Are they taking calls on Connor Hellebuck still? Well, he's certainly available, and they're certainly open to that idea. I think the problem is part of what we were just talking about with the free agent a lot of the cap money has already been spent and there's a real reluctance from teams and it's not just in the wake of the vegas golden knights winning with aiden hill and net and the relative lack of money that they spent on goaltending relative to the rest of their roster it's that teams for the last number of years now have believed that you can compete and have a quality team that has just as good of a chance to win without paying a top-flight upper echelon goaltender like Hellebuck. He's a heck of a security blanket to have in net. Um, uh, You know, someone that if you're a general manager, you can sleep soundly at night uh, knowing that you have Connor Hellebuck in net, who's been a Vezina finalist three of the last six seasons. But at the same time, knowing that you need to pay in assets to get him and then pay again on the next contract, whether that's eight and a half to nine and a half million dollars per year that he'd be looking at, there just doesn't seem to be a whole huge host of teams that are lining up to be willing to pay twice like that. Essentially, what they've looked at it and said is, We love the idea of Hellebuck. We don't love the idea of paying him. But if we're going to do it and take the plunge, why wouldn't we just wait until next year when we can get him for free in the summer? Frank Saravalli, our guest. Frank, and by that same token, if you're the Jets, if you're having difficulty in moving Connor Hellebuck and don't feel like you're getting fair value back, and, and I would say the likelihood as it sits right now doesn't seem to be great, do you just... Do you just ride it out, play him for the year, do your best to, to make the playoffs like you did last year, and then the the payoff is the, the cap space that you get at the end of the season? I think that's really the only way you can approach it because, first off, trades of goaltenders in season are quite rare. Two, there doesn't seem to normally be a high price paid to get goalies. And three, even if you were to wait until the deadline – it doesn't normally seem to work out all that well to transition a goalie into your team that late in the season. So that might be their only option at this point is to go into next year, try and turn over this roster a bit and have it placed in the hands of Nikolai Ehlers and Kyle Connor and Josh Morrissey, as opposed to Blake Wheeler. And I'm still a little bit surprised that there hasn't been more action on Mark Shifley. Um, a guy coming off of a career 40-plus goal season and still making a relative you know, pittance at 6.125 relative to his production. I'm surprised that there hasn't been more of a market for him. But I think, and, and frankly, I'm also surprised when it comes to Calgary and Noah Hannafin that there hasn't been much more interest on that file as well but when you're thinking about the jets like what other alternative do they have other than to head into next season with those guys under contract and then try and figure it out from there yeah you might be able to move shifley closer to the trading deadline goaltender yeah, maybe a lot not so easier much. than hellebuck for yeah, sure absolutely i 
Frank, uh, the ELC gets done for Connor Bedard uh, announced yesterday on his birthday, his 18th birthday. Are you as fired There's up? There's a reason as I am? for that, by the way. Well, yeah. Didn't they have to? They have to wait for that. Well, they don't technically have to wait for that. And I got a lot of weird reaction on social media when I had tweeted that it was Connor Bedard's 18th birthday. Um, and the reason they waited until then is think about. Uh, anything, you know, that you do with a minor, signing them up for youth hockey or whatever it might be, you have to do the parent-guardian signature line. And I think they just wanted to try and avoid all of that. Technically, they could have signed Connor Bedard to an entry-level contract as a 17-year-old, but why not just wait, you know, an extra 10 days or two weeks or whatever it might be until July 17th and his birthday to then get that done. So signing up little Connor to go play for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Sort of youth hockey, not quite, a little different. Are you as fired kind up as I am to watch him? think about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Are you f- as fired up to watch him play as I am? I am. I just think he's so incredibly special um, to be able to step into the league next season. I'm fascinated to see what he's able to accomplish. Like, yes, the, the Hawks have done a better job, I think, of surrounding him with some pieces next year and some veteran leadership. Uh, Taylor Hall, someone that he can play with. Corey Perry is going to provide him support. Uh, you know, same thing with Nick Foligno. Those guys further down the lineup, he's going to have certainly um, a little bit more help than the Chicago roster that we had been looking at a month ago. But what is a realistic expectation? And, you know, Cam, I I know you spent a long time working in the dub. Uh, I had a chance to talk to John Paddock, who I I know from my days in Philadelphia, uh, who just retired after 39 incredible years in hockey, uh, basically doing everything in the sport imaginable. NHL head coach, player, scout, GM, assistant GM, all those uh, different titles, and then, of course, is an AHL Hall of Famer, he basically helped push, not that you, you take a ton of credit for it, but Connor Bedard through the, the system there in Regina, and he was saying he thinks a reasonable expectation doesn't put too much pressure on him next season, 30 goals, 30 assists for 60 points. And I'd be shocked if he doesn't blow that out of the water. (laughs) He might. (laughs) Not conservative at all there. Okay, Frank, I got one last one for you. Mooner's got the text line going from earlier today. He said, okay, Canadian teams making the playoffs next year. Oilers and Leafs basically locks. Who else do you think gets in? Um... I would say the next closest team is the Sens. Text line's on. And I'm not entirely sure what to make of the Flames just yet. And I know that there's been a lot of turmoil there this summer. And and certainly uh, they're going to be a fascinating team to watch on a number of different levels. Here's the thing about the Flames. Yes, they underachieved in so many ways last year. But how much of that had to do with Jacob Markstrom going from 922 to 889? Like, if he, if he has 905 or 907 or 910, 
I estimated the the difference in points last year in the standings for Calgary to be somewhere between eight and ten. Eight or ten more points makes Calgary a pretty sure playoff team. And yeah, it's hard to sit here today and say that the Flames are any better than they were last year, but just getting better goaltending might be enough. Fair. It might be. Frank, thank you for doing this. Always good to catch up with you guys, Cam. I uh, hope you guys have a great summer. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Looking forward to seeing you again soon. There is a Daily Faceoffs Frank Saravalli brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. We're going to take a quick break. It is 12.52 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now on 6.30 Chet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. You got Cam Moon, Cody Jansen, Derek Scott. That's who's bringing you Oilers Now today. Some of our guests of Oilers Now, they receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Ave and tell Chris and Chef Altoff that Oilers Now sent you. Interesting stuff, I thought, with uh, Frank. And and the last one in particular, that uh, if Jacob Markstrom has an improvement over last season, Calgary could very well be in the mix. But they do have a lot of variables, let's say, um, going into the year with But what would give anyone confidence that Jacob Markstrom's going to get back to his, you know, MVP caliber form? Wow. Why can't he? Because he was horrible last you're, year. You're, you're anti-Markstrom over there. I can't yeah, say ever, that. I'm pro-Markstrom. The, but 2009 just... World Juniors, Canada-Sweden, gold yeah. medal game. He probably took half a dozen flops. That's a sour taste in your mouth. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff with Frank. I, I am fired up to see um, Connor Bedard play. Just to see what he can do in the NHL. See, after. I think, I think 60 points is fair. I. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think so. Point for game. I guess if he's playing on that top line, that's fair. Also, the text line oh, yes. is just going off. The oh, sins. Yeah. Everyone's thinking it. Alex, Scott, Tyler, everyone's thinking sense. So yeah? maybe it's the Corpus Salo effect. I, again, I think that's fair. Could but be? I think Corpus Salo had a way better defense in LA compared to what he'll have in Ottawa. Yeah. Especially structure wise. Yeah, structure wise. Offensively, uh, the Senators' D has has something going there. Like I don't, I don't hate the Senators' build. I'm just saying they I'm, don't play the same style that LA does. <laughs> no, they they do not. 
but it yeah ottawa had a good push uh came up a little short you know it they had both goaltenders go down like they they were they were into goaltender three and four in their organization down the stretch so that makes it incredibly difficult although it didn't seem to slow down vegas much also, Ryan's saying you got to get Bouchard signed over McLeod. Let him walk if you need to. Well, Frank kind of broke it down, though, is that you've got more negotiating power with one versus the other. Yeah, so NHL GMs are smart. Who do you have to? I don't think pander is the right word, but who do you have to play with first? It's the guy that you don't have as much say with. Yeah, yeah. When one has arbitration rights, that's you kind of want to get that done. You don't want to go to arbitration. Arbitration would be terrible. And then Steve wants to trade Evan Bouchard and Jack Campbell to Anaheim for John Gibson and Cam Fowler. Who would or would you consider it? Absolutely, no. No, no, no. Neither would I. No, no. And, and maybe John Gibson goes somewhere. I mean, but we will see. I don't mind Gibson. I just no, me I, don't, I don't see him as this game breaker that everyone else does. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. He's had it's, good runs. Yeah, he's, he has. He has. The Oilers now injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We do have Gene Principe coming up in the second hour. We've got Brendan Escott while well, coming back from uh, from Elks practice. So lots coming up. Cam Moon, Cody Jansen, Derek Scott. Coming up, a global news, weather, and traffic update with Randy Kilburn. This is Oilers Now on 630 Ched.